to bring another episode of Being Master to you. We're coming in very hot. Because, <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, episode four of this podcast from my dear friend Heidi is, if if there's video and you're watching it, you see that there's no one sitting next to her because I am the fortunate or unfortunate, depending on how the conversation goes, <laughs> guest, because the subject matter was really interesting and important to talk about. What what's going on, Heidi? How are you today? I am actually fantastic. I, I got up that. at like five o'clock. I I have exercised. I have had breakfast. I've meditated. I've done my affirmations. I I've had my first <laughs> monster, and this is number two. I swear, I, I consume things other than energy <laughs> drinks. So for anyone worried about my my health, don't or do pray for us. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely pray for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Robert is fortunate enough to get phone calls from me randomly. Yeah. That, um, maybe I should say unfortunately, I don't know. I think for the most part, I'm, it's all fortunate. fortunate just okay. sometimes I need to wear a seatbelt <laughs> and a helmet. Sometimes it's less, less uh, intense, but. Okay, so I call him and I was like, so. Um, <laughs> and the response was, okay. I was like, yeah, I think um our Next episode needs to be about boundaries. He's like, um, are you sure? I was like, I'm, I'm like real sure. <laughs> and honestly, the subject matter itself is really important. It makes tons of sense with being Blossom and the work you do and the stuff that actually matters to the business I attempt to build through Master Collective and my other various brands. But like talking about it with you is a different enterprise <laughs> entirely. Especially given that this product, this thing you're listening to, our pre-production meetings are very loose. We have general ideas. We know it's not a very heavy note-taking endeavor. And she walks in today (laughs) and pulls out the digital notepad. And I saw lines. Oh, so you got notes today. I I pre-warned you. You did, but not like, I didn't think this is what I'd be running into, to be honest. I mean, we talked yesterday and I was like, are you excited for tomorrow? And you're like, what's tomorrow? I said, boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) And I only halfway actually forgot. Like, I half remember, I forgot it was this conversation. So I'm like, oh, I'll I'll be excited. And I said, I'm going to take notes. And you're like, you don't ever take notes. Right, so I'm thinking, okay, sure. No, actually. (laughs) Um, No, so I'm glad you had a great morning. I had a not-so-bad morning myself. Uh, You know, um, some of the conversation, I'm sure, can lead to Things that occurred this morning, but like aside from the normal hubbub of running your own business, everything's good. And I was excited to get the podcast uh, microphone going. So yeah, you you drive, sure, my dear host. I don't know sure. where we're going. Buckle up. <laughs> First off, listeners, we also have an update on our last guest. Yeah, uh, Mayor. We yeah. gave her a challenge of not looking at her social media. Every time she, she woke did. up in the morning. And she has reported that she has successfully been doing that. That's awesome. And it makes her feel so much better. So, listeners, if you want to take that challenge, please let us know. It's how it not goes. a bad, that's not a bad uh, effort. I don't no. Um, no. She did go on the date and she did climb a tree. So, successfully got that, that, that project yep. from beginning to end. That's what I like hearing. Yep. If there's any other updates, I'm certain we'll hear it from our friend. But otherwise, that's exactly what you want from that kind of a conversation. Some, oh, yeah. Some structure and, and, and decision making and execution. Yeah. I mean, I love it. Yeah. And I think, you know, we'll just like 
roll right into boundaries because sure you know dating mm-hmm. you you should have some boundaries 100%. with that um you know in the workforce we have boundaries our personal lives we have boundaries and we keep like bringing up this word boundaries for you robert what does that mean <laughs> genuinely um the and way that I conceptual, I conce- and don't give me this like. <laughs> you saw where? I'm, okay, so what's gonna happen is I'll I have to conceptualize it first. Okay. And in my head, a cell isn't a cell without a cell wall. It's not a cell. It's a, it's stuff and it's all over the place without it. So that's kind of how I have to concept. Okay. What is a boundary? I don't know what it is, but it does that. Okay. It keeps me solid. That's what a boundary does. It keeps me intact and, and contained, protected. That's mm-hmm. I, beyond that. I don't know. Okay, so I think it's really important to understand that boundaries allow us to understand our limits. Okay. Um, whether that be emotional limit, a physical limit, communication, time that we're willing to or allow in our life in what in interpersonal limits Hmm. so being able to reflect on ourselves and and the boundary that we're going to be um holding ourselves accountable for because oftentimes we think of like maybe again when we're dating or in our own marriage or whatever like what boundaries are we willing to have or we put in place to protect ourselves um it allows us to have healthy relationships and it also safeguards our time, energy, and ethics. I hear that. I agree with all of those definitions. <laughs> I guess my issue, that wasn't the word I wanted to use, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's honest. Like my issue with that is I don't see boundary and limit as synonymous Okay. because I, and, it, and I'm sure you'll, coax more of it out of me as the conversation goes in material space there is a limit the universe literally only has as much as it has so to the to that effect there is a limit but it's so far beyond what is reasonable for anyone to try and achieve to say you can do everything you're literally saying you can do everything within your context so i don't see a value in creating limits mentally in, interpersonally between me and a relationship I don't see a value in saying limit. Like when you say boundary to protect yourself, safeguard, those sound like I'm making this decision to make this thing. It doesn't have to exist. It exists because I choose it to. Yes. A limit exists whether you want it to or not. But you're choosing that limit. I'd ha- so do you like that distinction? I, where it's I like, understand what you're saying. For me, it is a boundary. For example, I'm I'm a large man. And I've given good hugs even when I was a very skinny man with a large head. Um, But I don't want to just give everybody the hug. And when I give them the hug, it's not the same hug. So I've had boundaries in my life, my entire life. I didn't realize that's what I was doing. I'm like, oh, that person, that's a dab hugger. Oh, that person, I'll give them the full, but we've got to make sure we leave space for Jesus. We got (laughs) to, whatever it is, we got to do. And that was because I wanted to be comfortable. Not because I couldn't. I could. Yes. So you'd like, so... I guess my issue with that idea of it being a limit, it's a self-imposed limit that totally exists only because I choose it to. Exactly. Why am I choosing to create limits? 
Can you tell me why? So that was mostly rhetorical. I don't know why I'm creating limits. Because if I have a goal I want to achieve, limits get in the way, generally. Like, that's how I process. Okay. So if boundaries and limits are synonymous, boundaries get in the way. That's a feeling, right? Now, I can say my experience. What, but what is that feeling? That it, so. But what does the, the feeling that is resonate with you? So, like, say you're doing mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. and you're like. This feels what? When you hit one of those boundaries, what does it feel? Is it anger? Bad. Is it sad? Is bad it... is not a good word. No, bad it is describes not nothing. a good word. That is not <laughs> my, like an emotion. My is like, Robert, you're literally not a robot. Do better. I'm like, I'm, I'm, Dis- uncom- discomfort. There is a okay. discomfort, and maybe I haven't pinpointed the specifics, but I'll run into a wall that is literally imposed in my mind, and I've shared it with no one. And it's uncomfortable. There's discomfort. But then as the discomfort exists, the thing that happens first for me is to what degree is this discomfort going to stop me from pursuing the thing that I'm actually aiming at? And if it's not, if the discomfort can exist while I'm succeeding, then it will exist. There will be no boundary because the point is the thing I'm shooting at, not how I feel while I go about it. Well, because you still have that growth. So like... You're describing is when people feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because they're not used to that situation Mm -hmm. and they're wanting to expand out to hit this goal and it it can feel uncomfortable and in growth. The boundary where it's uncomfortable and you don't like that feeling and that feeling doesn't go away. And so you feel sadness, you feel anger, like the emotions that you feel are triggers for you to realize what is going on in your own body and then being able to self-reflect why is that happening give me an example of when if you could if you have one if one comes to mind easily like so like you mentioned it could be within dating it could be professionally it could be your family life whatever where you created a boundary that maybe didn't exist prior because the circumstances didn't happen or you just never did where you placed the boundary you or you spoke it or whatever. And obviously a boundary well set will stop the thing that's causing discomfort. Give me an example of you doing that. And how can I ask that? Something other than your increased comfort that's beneficial also happened. If that makes sense. I'm, so you set the boundary. Okay. You're more comfortable now. Did anything else good happen because of that boundary being set? Um, I think off the top of my head, I can't think of an ex- it's a very weird exact amp- um, like situation that like pops into my head. But I will tell you, like I have gone through that where I think it what it has provided is um, clarity. For a situation where, um, let's say, somebody might approach you and, you know, they might hit on you. Sure. And you're like, excuse me, like, this is just not appropriate. And so you set that boundary. And then um, maybe they try again. And then you say, like, this is really just not appropriate and I'm not comfortable with this. That provides them clarity and, like, 
you also have the clarity of I need to either like remove myself or like make sure like this is not okay and sometimes that can make other people uncomfortable but that's their problem not yours so you did answer the question that's interesting because usually in the conversation around boundaries what I'm used to hearing is oh I feel better okay like why in because I'm a fully other centered person I don't know if that's good or not um so like if you're asking me to do something just to benefit me I don't see necessarily the value but clarity isn't just for you so if you set a boundary you're helping teach someone else about a way they're interacting with you which also likely translates elsewhere so you're helping people is what I'm hearing you say by being clear about your boundaries Yes, I absolutely believe that. And that's just like my professional opinion sure. or personal opinion, I should say. Like people are going to have their own opinions. I am sure people are going to have their opinions about this um, this episode particularly because boundaries can be a very heavy topic, which is why I started, you know, our conversation off with. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... What I also think that it allows is, like, accountability, respect, um, open communication, and trust to be able to be built. Which implies the absence of boundaries makes building those things harder. Yes. Do, do tell. Yeah. Now, I say that, <laughs> this does not mean I have the greatest, longest-lasting, numerous relationships. We all have peaks and valleys. But my experience, I won't say that doing what I had done previously prior to um, professionally licensed therapy work led to the kinds of relationships I wanted. Mm -hmm. But I don't, my instinct is there is no boundary that does not account for the other person, the project, whatever, first. Absolutely first. What am I aiming at? Oh, I want to be close to this person. Well, then that means whatever they want to do has to take precedent. And, oh, well, they do that. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> grow comfort in being uncomfortable, and that's how you grow. Yeah. Now, maybe I've internalized that lesson wrong, and I'm literally any discomfort always. It's fine. Oh, you said you'd show up, and you'd, you're constantly late for things for me, but you're not late for them. And that has it, it's uncomfortable. But again, I want you here at all, so this is how you show up. So I have to not set a boundary where you're on the other side of it, because then you'll go. But, like, are you in the process when you don't speak up, like, hey, I'm uncomfortable, are you not, like, giving yourself the self-worth that you should? Oh, absolutely not. Right. And so it's being able to connect with yourself and getting to know yourself, I think, is really when you start to grow stronger boundaries. You know, boundaries are are not an easy thing. No. They're not an easy task. They are very difficult. They're different for everybody. So one of my boundaries might be completely different from one of yours. Sure. You know, I might be like, boundaries, I don't drink energy drinks. And yours is like, I drink well, all of the energy <laughs> drinks. Good for you. I'll take yours, thank you. Yeah. Um. But me saying to you, um... I I am not an alcoholic, but <laughs> if I was mm -hmm. being like, you know, I'm in recovery and um, I just being around alcohol really is triggering for me. Understood. Right. 
And so somebody that would respect that boundary is not going to press it. Is not going to press it. And they probably won't bring alcoholic drinks yep. or they might not invite you to places where alcohol is present. Yep. And so that helps create that boundary so that person can trust you that you care about them enough as a human not to put them in a situation that makes them feel uncomfortable. So I'm hearing the discussion about boundaries for others, and I'm in full agreement. Like, everything you're saying makes 100% sense. (laughs) The issue lands when it's, it's like, I can't even, and that's, I guess the, the problem is, hey, Robert, what boundaries do you have? I don't even know how to answer a question that vague. I mean, obviously, it's easy, so, like, relationship-wise, I have boundaries that making my spouse upset, whatever that limit is, is my limit. That does not make your spouse comfortable, because it then sounds like, oh, you're willing to do whatever, right? which isn't true. But again, the point, the reason that it's important for me to remember is I don't want to harm this person I care about a lot. Okay, so, yeah, don't let people sit on your lap. That sounds, well, in, in, in my life, it makes more sense. Karaoke night goes very left sometimes. So that becomes, hey, you can't do that. Okay. So that's technically me setting a boundary. Yes. For myself. Yes. In the moment, you, you but the reason in my head is, she, that's not okay. Because it's not okay for her. Um, and because you respect that boundary for her. Right. And So for me, though... But it's also now for you because you respect that relationship. And it became real for me because of that. If the follow-up question is, well, if she was fine with it, would you be happy? Probably. Because this person wanted to sit on my lap. Like, it's, I mean, everyone's had, that's, that sound, you said the alcoholic (laughs) thing. And I'm like, oh, that St. Patty's Day was wild. But people have, the boundaries aren't right. They have different comfort levels. With different people. So it's not even the, the act itself sometimes. It's being able to communicate about it. So for me yes. personally, I, I don't know how to set a boundary that isn't rooted in someone else's benefit or comfort. Like that's where all of my boundaries, like if you ask me any, ask me if I have a boundary around X, I'll give you an answer. Okay, so why is that your boundary? It's probably someone else. So we need to do some self-worth? Well, no. Can I, can I understand what my worth is? Ooh, that's <laughs> uh, Let me figure that out. Um... Because I don't, what I don't want to do is get too existential. Sure. But worth is subjective. Mm-hmm. And me understanding my own worth does not necessarily mean that people that care about me, even if I said it accurately, would give it to me. Mm-hmm. Right? So I have, I have what I feel like is an inappropriate amount of confidence. I do too. It so let's just like wrong. put it out there. <laughs> so I don't. But like, why does it feel wrong? Because I don't think it feels wrong for me. Like for me, I'm like. Because I see everybody else. Like I, I should have more fear. Like should's a dangerous word. I don't like that word. No. So I'm not happy that word snuck out okay. of my mouth just now. Okay. So you but can every, a lot of people have a lot of fear around their own ability to do. And I don't have that I, at all. Like none. Zero. Um, That's good. So a boundary isn't necessary. I can literally do whatever I want. Like, and, and I feel like that's not healthy. Like something's wrong. There's a gap there. But you also respect other people. 100%. So it's, 
they are putting essentially boundaries within that thought process for you. Mm -hmm. And you are allowing them to, which is actually a boundary that you allow. That's your boundary is other people's boundaries. You just hacked my brain, I think. (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah, that's... Because you haven't come up with your own. But you say you haven't, but I think that you have. I've seen where there are places that you have. Give me an example. If it's appropriate for you I don't, to I don't know <laughs> how appropriate it is for me to share based off of how we met. Oh, oh. So, <laughs> with as little detail as is possible for it to not be all code for our listeners is... So, we met um, through a former organization where I was responsible for hiring leading leadership. Mm-hmm. And that process is a process professionally. It was a long process. It was a great process. I love the search committee people. Yeah. Lot, like, yeah. Fantastic. Shout out to them. They yeah. probably, hopefully, they're listening and I, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, I mean, I guess technically throughout that process, I, I enforced boundaries that were not being enforced by a group for a reason, because again, it's the target. It's all about the goal. Where am I trying to go? I want to make sure that we put the right person in space that we have access to so that we can do better for the community. You can't talk to them that way. Yes. We have to meet at this time. Yeah. Like, so I was in that. I just don't process them as boundaries. I guess that's my, maybe I'm not as nervous about the sub because I genuinely, when you say boundaries, it's like, (laughs) Oh no, I feel. And therefore we will not. And I'm like, I don't feel. I do feel mostly. Uh, and it takes practice to like actually be able to identify it. And then like once you identify it and you see it, like if you see it show up again in your life, you're like, oh, this, this is actually me going, no, this is not okay. I've, I've lived this. I don't want to live this again. And so being able to recognize it, it it's really like a growth opportunity. Um and it does. It takes practice. It's not like an overnight thing of, oh, today I woke up and uh, one of my boundaries is I will never wear red. <laughs> like, See, and not that sounds silly, but to, in my brain, that's what boundaries were. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, it could be, but it's not. Like, you could wake up and be like, today's... Choices are boundaries? Is that what we're saying? Pretty close to it, yeah. Like... How are you going to show up? Like, oh, wow. Wait, no, that. Okay. If that, then me (laughs) (laughs) turning 15, 15 is when I, no, 14 is when I went to high school Mm -hmm. and my parents are like, Hey, as long as you're not in high school, we get to dictate how your hair looks. Like that was a thing they did. Okay. (laughs) The last time I got my hair cut professionally was from a wedding long time ago but before that the last time previous to that was for my eighth grade graduation because i hated how my head looked i hated the feeling of air on my head i don't li- like yeah. so the so me just saying i'm not go- i'm not cutting my hair is literally me setting a boundary that's interesting i didn't see it that way because i saw it like, as a choice like it doesn't feel good to me because there's no op- objective it's just i and I didn't. I didn't cut my hair for four years. And when you're, when, when you're growing, that's a thing. So it was like my hair was... Yeah. You had a nice fro going. And... Things crazy. It was nice enough. <laughs> but again, no cutting, no... 
do not take me. How did you me. shape it? Like I'll show you pictures. <laughs> and if there's video, I might drop a picture of this. <laughs> so are you familiar with the Cartoon Network uh, cartoon Johnny Bravo? Yes. That. <laughs> uh, I was black. So it grew like crazy up front <laughs> and then sloped in the back. And I'm like, whatever. Like, and that was it. Awesome. Awesome. And I shout out to my parents for allowing it. Because I, other parents... You see what kids are supposed to do. They're supposed to fit in. You wear what well, other people wear. And they let me do what I wanted to do. Well, I think, like, not to, like, get too in the weeds with my kids and, like, sure. their hair and stuff like that. But one of my oldest, um, he is black. Mm-hmm. And I we've had people come up to us as parents and, like, you don't, because I am white, you don't know how to take care of his hair and blah, blah, blah. I was like... I I do actually know how to take care of his hair. He is choosing not to go get things professionally done because he didn't feel comfortable. Um, and I will say, like, I didn't always know how to take care of his well, I mean, hair. Of course, if you didn't get raised with it as a cultural thing, you learned. And I, you learned I did. what you could. Yeah. And I, I passed the knowledge on and things like that. But um, so I think his... And I'm, I'm speaking out of turn, too, because he's not sitting here to, of course. to have that. This is but your like perspective from of my, that. Yes, yeah. from my perspective is, like, he went through a traumatizing experience at a barbershop when they told him that they knew how to cut black people's hair. And they didn't. And um, culturally, hair is a very important aspect. And so um, after he experienced that, I was like, yeah, we kind of have to just, like, let him do what he do him because he is great. He knows what's best for his hair and mm-hmm. what makes him feel awesome. And so he's had a very different, you know, hairstyles and things like that. But I mean, we've had people come up to us and like, you don't know how to, he doesn't. And it's like, is it appropriate if I it. ask the demographics of the types of people that come up? Um, is it all over the place? No, it's mostly black mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. And we've had to have that conversation is like, it's a boundary for him that he chooses what he does with his hair. Um, That's such an interesting thing because you're, what you're describing, what he may have gone through, sounds very similar to literally. I think I might have run out on the person and not paid. Like, yeah. I think it was, I was like, yeah, I'm literally, I told, do this, don't do that. Can you do that? Yeah. And my dad's like, whatever he says. And they did that, not this. I told you, I felt you do that. Can I, I got to use the bathroom actually. And I left. That was the last time I went to well, a professional. And, and, and it's real life. And so I think, um, like kudos to you to be able to remove yourself because that, that is a, essentially a boundary that they definitely crossed. And, um, for all those people out there in cosmetology world, if you don't know how to cut black people hair, don't say that you do. <laughs> There may be a specific friend who, it's not funny, their son just went through something like that, like, and normally their son is like, keep me off social, don't, he was like, no, show this, what the F, this is crazy, they yeah. said they could do X, and and then uh, the person was trying to find someone who could, and they cleaned it up, got it good, and, and then all's well, but again, it's interesting that if a group can't do the thing, you set a boundary, they break the boundary, you set a consequence. Exactly. And that my community 
are the one asking about that is a whole nother separate bucket of things to talk through. But culturally, yeah, hair matters a lot. He wouldn't want his hair to look like that because we didn't. I was that kid. Why are you not cutting your hair? Everybody's got, when I was growing up, it was waves. You don't want, you want to, I tried it once while my hair was growing back because I was like, while it's short enough, I'll give it a shot. But I'm telling you, I'm not cutting my hair again. Right. My hair grade wasn't that great. So I couldn't do it. And it's like, well, I don't want to look like y'all anyway. So I'm just going to do what I'm doing. And like every so often I might say to him, like, you need to go get like you are you still a mom, so <laughs> he might need to go you know and clean up a little mine bit. Because like, hey, you wanna? They're doing this now. I'm like they a, can do that. Like I think you need a lineup. Is literally I'll be like, yeah. When's the last time you got a lineup? Do you want me to t- like? <laughs> and he doesn't want me to take him because like we experienced that once in in the black barber shop, and that was probably enough for me. It was more traumatizing, I think, for me than him. I, let's, <laughs> but. But we also, can, let's put a pin in that conversation I think for later. We, yeah, that that would be an interesting topic overall. We might just have to dabble in that, but but yeah, it's um, so I think like culturally speaking, though, mm. too, like that plays a factor in boundaries. Um, again, please don't cut hair that you don't know how to cut. <laughs> uh, that is a message that is unified by being master. Please, like. I'm not even, do you not have the right guards? Do you not understand, like, They don't understand just, texture. Oh, Lord. And it's then, texture. Now you, you got me looking like a, a, a half-grown chia, and I have to figure out, I, I can't go bald again. My head shape's wrong for this. Like, yeah. And lighter notes. Like, like, I didn't do too much diverting away from boundaries conversations, I promise. I mean, it was relevant. No, so, like, I think one thing, a tip I would like to put out there, and when we're talking about boundaries and people are going, well, how would I know maybe internally? Because you, you were like sweating bullets when I pulled out the notes and you're like, what is going on? (laughs) Heidi does not do this. Like, what is happening? But like a tip that I think is important for people that are learning, learning about themselves, learning about like, what should, what, how do I become aware? I think it's really checking in with um, your emotions. And so I found this quote somewhere. And I don't know who the author is, so I am very sorry, author. Listeners, if you know, put it in the comments, please. Yeah, if you do know. Um, It says, your anger is part of you that knows your mistreatment and abuse were unacceptable. You, your anger knows you deserve to be treated well. And with kindness, your anger is part of you that loves you. So, so like understanding that quote and being able to check in with your emotions. And when you start feeling like that anger or sadness or something, like having a safe, you know, they always say like, this might get a little X-rated, but like they always say, like, if you're with a partner, you should always have a safe Safe word. word. You have to check in. You you have to have a safe word. Yeah. You have to have a safe word. And so like having a safe word, I don't know. It can be like a random thing, like paint or chair or I don't know. That would otherwise not be described in whatever these circumstances are. Um, that could pop into your head so that you're able to check in with yourself. To go, this is feeling uncomfortable. What do I need to do? Do I need to communicate with somebody that this is uncomfortable? Do I need to remove myself? Like, what is it that's going to keep me healthy and safe? 
you know, I'm all about that. <clears throat> and again, maybe it's because we're talking about others. It's, I forget what it was. There's a distinct phrase for someone with the perspective of being other-centered and not seeing yourself as a part of whatever circumstances you're in. But then you pair that with my what I still feel is a little inappropriate confidence in what my impact is. And then I think, objectively speaking, you subtract Robert from a lot of places Robert was, it gets it's not good. So I know that I have value in that way. Um, but when you talk about it in terms of others, I can wrap my mind around it. When you talk about it for me, it only seem in my mind matters to me if my not having it will prevent me from doing what I'm supposed to do, whatever the supposed to is, right? Yeah, but the supposed to is made up in your own mind. And by the story that we are writing, as and as we live, we're writing a story, and we should be authors of our story. We should not just go correct. So, like on that on that note of being an author, it's you being able to check in with yourself. Is like, am I being the best author to myself? Take the question, <laughs> and if video ever comes out, I literally am like short circuiting. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. It is. Um, I'm I'm really appreciating <laughs> this. It's like. <laughs> A bubble just popped on your head. What if I were to say, hypothetically speaking, that I don't know that my being more comfortable necessarily makes me more productive? What if I say I made a complete intentional decoupling of those two concepts as, because most times people are like, oh, what is it? Uh, your football, Deion Sanders, look good, feel good, feel good, play good, play good, get paid good, that kind of thing. Yeah. I need to feel good to, to do good. I don't, in fact, most of the time. Like, I do not, and I haven't. So it's like, okay, well, there's evidence that the feel good part isn't necessary for the output part. So we just output. Now, obviously, as I've gotten older, that starts building. <laughs> there's some things that need to be de-scaffolded. But by and large, I feel like it's a less than efficient use of time to focus too heavily on my feelings when there is work to be done there are people to be cared for there is yeah stuff. but are you not engaged with your feelings because you're trying to hide from your feelings i, I need to look at them let me get back to you about that oh. because if you're afraid to look at your feelings to create those boundaries to keep you <laughs> You see, I don't, I don't know, like, and I know often um, men will hear that word afraid and recoil. There are things I'm afraid of. I don't know if my feelings are one of them. I'm not sure. Like, I'm afraid of ill coming to people I care about. I'm afraid of this thing we're trying to create that's going to do all it's going to do. But, like, what like, if you actually felt, like, what if you actually felt those feelings? Exactly. Uh, like it's it's there they are in so a very like, tight black box. Right. So uh, you have those put the, feelings around. So you what? You've, but you put those in there. Why? I don't know. Did I? I you mean, I must have created the boundary. Wait. Am I hearing you say that I created a boundary <laughs> to my own subconscious to not deal with my feelings because I perceive production as more important than dealing with them at all so i created a boundary for myself to not even look at the feelings is that what you're saying yeah that isn't 
that's not where this conversation is supposed to go. Like that's not because I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to deal with that statement because I can't. My my CPU is like trying to find. There's that that feels accurate. That feels that because I am concerned that not having that boundary would stop me from producing. So it literally. What? Is that what you wrote? You wrote in big letters just screw Robert's brain up. Like, <laughs> like from The Shining. That's screw Robert's brain up 40 times. I, I, I am without words, actually, because I don't know how to... I can't grapple with it because that feels accurate. And if it's accurate, then what? Like, Then what? That's what... That's, like, I mean... That can, I, right. I mean, right, that well, can take... An existential fracture and i have to deal it's because the feelings are real whatever they are they are you bottle them up you put them away but like being able to reflect and get back to like why did you do that and then like is it to compromise your production but like Mm -hmm. why is producing so much more important than actually feeling and understanding yourself to what degree does understanding myself help people i care about i don't know you tell me i don't see because it's it's a very material way of looking at life i think it's not that I care about money per se, but with more of it, you're able to make a life of more comfort for more people that you care about, which is weird because I guess then I'm trying to create feelings of comfort for them. Listen, I don't like any of this because it's not, it's, but I can, okay. This episode is going to be a lot of just stops and it sounds like we're editing, we're not. I just am like my brain He's is processing out of my ears. Yeah, <laughs> like okay, give okay. Maybe we reset the conversation by sure. me asking this question. Like, is that something you've heard among other folks that are probably closer in our age range, where they've processed and packaged their feelings in a way because they perceive those feelings as getting in the way of whatever they're supposed to do? Is that something you've heard? Um, yeah, I mean, it's not uncommon, I think, because I, I believe that we tend to just go do be like, just keep going on that on the hamster wheel, where we don't actually sit with ourselves. Because like, if we have to sit with ourselves, it gets real dangerous. And like, we have to deal with things that maybe we've just like shoved down real you deep. Pretty, you made it this far without I mean, dealing, so, you know. You know, just... but then it's like the pressure cooker comes <laughs> yeah. and then it explodes. And then you're like, I can't ever put that stuff back in because it doesn't go back <laughs> in. Like the lid, the yeah. lid won't go on. And I will say, like, I have been to that point, which is why I'm in therapy. Like things were happening in my life and I, I could no longer cram down. And I wasn't respecting boundaries of myself um, in those situations that I crammed down. And so really going to therapy and understanding what this meant and how, how it affects me and how it affects the people around me. Because um, if I can't stand up for myself and understand what I will or won't accept, how do I expect anybody else to? So <clears throat> that's a good place to have a question. You put a finger on the pulse there, and I ask you, and I'm asking you because I'm asking you, but I'm really asking me, what, why does anyone have to stand up for you? So, if the question is no one can until I do, 
What if you don't think anyone can or should at all? Then what? Like, because I think that's a big piece of how, again, I process in a very, and I don't know if that was good, bad, or indifferent. Just, I'm not, it's not a negative to me that people are self-interested. That's mm-hmm. generally what most people are. I'm not. So if I'm not interested in self, I have said in relationships I care about um, across the board, whether it's, you know, um, romantic or otherwise, hey, listen, if we're going to go on this road together, what's going to happen is I'm looking at the goal and nothing else. So if you're, I hear you saying you care about me, understand when you deal with me, I'm not making space for me. So if things need to be given to me, it might need to come from you. Do with that information what you will. So that when they don't, I'm not mad because again, self-interest, but perhaps if there's some extra in there, we could go a little longer. We could do a little more. I can acknowledge that that's possible, but like. I presume that no one's going to stick around in that way. Everyone's self-interested in that way. So I'm only looking for convergence. Where do we share an interest? That's where we're connected. Outside of that, see, I see faces because things, <laughs> little fractures. Just get, get, get I'm me. just listening because, no, like, me. you're talking in circles. A little? A lot. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I do believe, like, people do have a degree of self-interest. Um, but I also believe that if we're able to identify self and understand our own self-interest, then we really reap the benefits of the relationship of others. And so you, at some degree, have to understand yourself and have some sort of self-interest in order to care and love your community the way that I see you care and love your community. So you're saying I need to like the things I like? And it's okay. Okay. Um, I don't know. It might have been with my mom. I had a conversation with someone. I can't remember. And they were like, well, everything you have going through growing up impacts you. Now, like, I, I am accepting of anybody of any faith. Um, I went to Catholic school for nine years. I'm not Catholic. Um, I don't ascribe to anything in particular, but it was a, it was St. Francis. St. Francis, of all of the saints, is the most like that guy that they all say they want to be like. And what did Saint what did Saint Francis do? I don't know if you're familiar at all with that saint. You tell me what Saint Francis did. More or less, give everything to everybody. Everything is shared. Because what that guy that we worship, what did he say do? Okay, I'm gonna do that. All of my possessions are communal. Everything I do to help other people, I expect you will not. You're not supposed to. And when it's all over with, whether there's a back end after we're all not here anymore or not, it was the right thing to do, even if there's no benefit. So when you put it like that, I'm like, oh, I, I, I see things. And I, I can't say that it's a necessarily bad perspective to have. Um, that we are a home share is not an accident. That the nature that is a master collective is not an accident. And I don't know how you do that while setting boundaries on others that are literally just because I'm uncomfortable. It feels impacting what I'm supposed to do negatively. I I guess that's the thing. It feels like, oh, I don't like when they talk like that. So I'm going to say you can't talk like that around me. Okay, that's like that's what boundaries have been in my head. So when you're like, no, you're setting boundaries. Oh, no. Wait, are choices boundaries? Oh, shit. This is not good. Like, yeah. So yeah, the, the the idea of boundaries being 
more um, small and selfish. Boundaries felt selfish. But they're not. Let me give you a quote from Brene Brown. Amazing author. Fire. If you <laughs> have not, go read her books. Go listen to her. She amazing. Um, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves, even when we risk disappointing others. See, we don't do that one. That one. I guess there was something that occurred in the last four months where that quote is, because right liter- literally, <laughs> so how do you feel? I feel like I've rambled entirely too much, because literally you scrambled my brain, and then <laughs> just, I see the text slowing down screen, and I can't, I'm, I'm losing it. It's crazy. I mean, I knew this was going to be like a little bit of a, I don't even know what terminology I can use. Um concretish like you know when we're mixing and mm-hmm. it's like okay. you're adding your water and it's you tumbling know, it's tumbling and it's like okay then it has to like solidify and like be then hard and hold up like the posts or whatever you're putting the concrete down for um and it's and then it's layers and i think boundaries are like that too it's layers you're adding different parts of you and allowing different parts of you to to come out too um I will say being in nonprofit for like majority of my life, there are terrible boundaries in nonprofit work. Because I think that idea, the word of the industry is nonprofit, which to some degree people think means non-beneficial to the workers, non-focused on production for self. Like it's just all, the instincts are all, I think, right, but execution is all wrong. Yeah, and like people are like, "Oh, you're you're here to help the, you know, the community, the good, the," and it's like, "Yeah, but we also have to help the people that are working. Like, we have to make sure that they're comfortable in whatever atmosphere we're creating. You know, are we allowing them to take a breather if they need to? Are we, you know, are the clientele that are coming through? Are we doing trauma informed care? You know, like." There are so much structures mm. and things that are needed to to really have a healthy balance in, in the nonprofit world. Um, you saying that just triggered a thought. Not setting a boundary can actually harm a client. Yes. Like, and therein, so in my brain, it's not a boundary, it's a rule. It's an objective. In my brain, they're not the same thing, but they actually are. Because you're, as the leader, setting a boundary for an a employee who may not set it for themselves because they want to help, but helping that way actually hurts them. So you can't. So right. you're setting a boundary both for the client and for the staff person. And great leaders. Um, let me say it this way. A lot of people can be much better in that um, industry around thinking about it that way because they see it how I do. Oh no. Well, you just got to go. Oh, is that coming out of the expense budget? Okay. That's fine. Oh, that, well, we were just trying to get the work done. Yeah. But now we can't get more work done because you did this wrong. It's harmful. It's a bad non-boundary. Yeah. And so, you know, um, I will speak to once upon a time, I had a job that um, may or may not have been intertwined with political figures. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, um, across nonprofit, that's just yeah. a part of the game. And... I developed 
um, based off of interactions and based off of what I would or would not accept on how people were presenting to me um, a, a certain task that I was not willing to do. Sure. And I was told by another agency, not even like the people that I reported to mm. or um, anything like that, but I was told by another agency that was trying to help with the situation, but I feel like could have been very damaging sure. to to myself. Um, now I'm going to, obviously we're going to keep things light in that way of detail, but I'm going to presume that whatever the request was or the suggestion, the idea is something that may be normalized it was, across the board outside. It wasn't, they were asking for something specifically. They're just like, this is how you do something. Yes. And so like they requested um, me to do it and they're like, this is just what, what is always done. And I was like, okay, but I, I personally don't feel comfortable doing that because of X, Y, and Z. And, and here's the thing with boundaries. You can either explain why this is a boundary to people or you don't have to. And in that situation, I did explain to this agency why it made me uncomfortable on why I didn't want to do this. And they were basically like, well, that's just what happens and that's just what's required. Um, it was very challenging for me because from a professional level, I still needed to be able to navigate that agency, maybe a political person party situation. And I was kind of caught in the middle and knowing what I would or wouldn't do. And the pressure of you need to do this uh, and, and having that be the case, you know, I vocalize like this is a boundary. I'm going to need to take some time for myself to figure out what the best avenue is for me, even though this might be an industry standard, it's not going to be an industry standard for myself. So I will figure out if I'm going to, or if I'm completely not, or if maybe there's a middle ground that I can find for my for myself. I will report I found a middle ground. Um, but it was still very uncomfortable when people tell you what the boundary is, like you express what your boundary is. They continue to push it or they have the narrative, well, this is what it always is. Just because it is what it is. Doesn't mean that's all what it time. has to be. Doesn't mean it has to be like that. That's a, I'm glad to hear that you found a solution. But again, if you're in a professional context, any suggestions being made by either my colleagues or industry people about what's normally done, the point should be what's the outcome we're trying to achieve. And if who I'm talking to, again, if it's someone else, I can't do that. I don't really ever take offense to hearing someone say that for themselves. So when someone does seem to take offense, there's something going on there. And I don't know how we should, I mean, we can solve world hunger, I'm guessing, if we got enough time. This feels about that big of a problem. Like, yeah. everyone's so used to doing stuff certain ways that has actually harmed each other. Self, person, it's the whole thing's not good. Because I would bet whichever people they wanted the process or progress work you were doing done for, if 
more people just stood up and said, this is how we can do this going forward in the industry. I'm, I'm guessing, because all people are trying to do the best they can. They'd probably be like, oh, well, that's not what I'm used to, but all right, well. And then maybe they go home and figure it out later. Or maybe not. Whichever way it goes, but at least now it's a new standard that's healthier for everyone. Yes, because I think sometimes, you know, in our community or in the business world and, and things like that, um, we haven't really got connected to the human aspect. It's like the profit aspect. The, well, this is what we've done, so we just do it. And not understanding if we would just come together, we're all on the same team, most likely, trying to conquer the same thing. Yep. And if we could sit down and maybe look at the process and maybe look at what is actually acceptable, what's not acceptable, um, I will say, like, the thought of using a personal device that's not being paid for by a company, I don't know. Like, are you comfortable doing that? Do you want somebody to have your phone number that See, you don't want to have? Like, And we can talk a little more about those kinds of things and specifics because I'm an entrepreneur and I only have one device, but I have two services and you don't necessarily get all of my contacts. And I guess that's a boundary I'm setting. And it's so interesting that I just have to change my nomenclature. Like the words yeah. I'm using are not, I might be more comfortable with personal emotional boundaries. If I understood I'm setting other boundaries all of the time, like, no, you can't have my personal phone number. Oh, you want to be on socials? Well, if you were interested enough, you could have Googled me and found everything. But because you're asking, I'm only going to tell you about LinkedIn because that's, I'm telling you what kind of relationship I want with you. Oh, you, you, you probably don't, you're not on TikTok, are you? Don't look for me. Like, I, like that kind of, a, like doing right. that between people is setting boundaries among people. So if we're in a nonprofit space, it should be professional. So we should simply be like, no. We will afford you this device to do work for us. Please keep your not your your not uh, business stuff off of this device because when I get it back, it's mine now, and who knows what happens when I have like and it's and again as a leader you can say hey this is why you're actually making people better by setting boundaries. What a weird feeling. Yeah. So my like hope for our community, you know. Collingwood, Cleveland, why? Greater Cleveland. Greater Cleveland, <laughs> Minnesota, Arizona, United States, all of our... All three of the Virginias. Yeah, oh, and Wisconsin. I forgot Wisconsin. <laughs> I, yeah. I did do a stint there. Yeah. Um, but, like, and, and the Virginias that are within Virginia. <laughs> but, like, all of the places, all of our communities, I'm just really hoping that as leaders we can start standing up and saying some of these norms are not okay. And when somebody says in a professional setting, I am not comfortable with that, that it's actually respected. It's not a personal attack. It's not an insult. It's not saying you're a villain because you are comfortable with it. I'm just saying I'm not. And yeah, if that's how I'm supposed to process um, boundaries, then I guess technically speaking, I'm good with boundaries. In the concept. I'm still yeah. obviously like in practice. Um, yeah, that's such an interesting, um, it's such an interesting conversation. I mean, it is. And I think like, again, um, oftentimes people are like boundaries and they start to freak out, but they really don't need to. Like it's, it's a concept that's a, an ever practicing 
concept. And um, are there any boundaries you feel like you can be better at right now that you want to for yourself specifically? Um, definitely like on a personal level, not like professionally or things like that, but like on a personal level, um, probably eating healthier. Like I eat relatively healthy, but like healthier. You blow my mind (laughs) because again, I say boundaries. I'm thinking of interactions between you and other humans and limiting their behavior. You're also talking about a boundary to yourself. That's I have to get that concept because like eating healthier feels like a goal. If you achieve it, you're great. A boundary feels restrictive. So like, and so maybe that's something that you need to like dig in a little bit more. Like, is that restrictive? Why is that restrictive? That thought process. And like, you know, you just got done telling us you shove all of your feelings into the magic black box and you don't want to look at them. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but like, no, but there's no, there's, there's no, no but there. it's just um, like, why does boundary that word that have such a restrictive feeling for you on that internal like internal self, boundaries that right. internal self because i think doing self-work like i've meditated i mentioned i think previous episodes i've meditated way more by hours than people probably in positions similar to me so i think i'm very aware and being aware is not the same as having a boundary it's also um, not being connected with being aware but you might not be connected with self like you're aware of it but are you actually practicing and are implementing self into that? Okay. So self-actualization in terms of the concept. I don't know how long we can go for an episode. <laughs> that That is a, that is a, are you familiar at all with Doctor Who? Yeah. So the tar, that's yeah. a TARDIS. Like walk in. I don't know what, I a genuine, like that's too big. Like I think I am connected. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm aware of self. As a concept, as a physical specimen, as what people perceive me as. I know all of these things. Yeah. When you say connected, I, with who, with self-connected with self. self. So which self is currently being asked as to whether or not it is connected with that actualized aware of self? Who? What other self is there? I think I have to be. Right? I don't know. <laughs> Just tell me what to think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but that I'm, I'm joking. But that feels very often like what my crutch is. Like, oh well, because Robert, well, you're mad because they hurt your friend. Okay, well, I can, yeah, right. And, but you, we've talked about this. Like, Robert, show me the human side of you because <laughs> like I, that can't be my immediate response every time I hear you know what I someone, mean. Like, I can't have. You can't be like the kid that's running around in in the cape. Like why? Or the WWE because why? that's not your true authentic person. Like it's a part of you. Sure. There's different characteristics and things, but that's not the core of you. Perhaps because it's in a box. I don't know how accurately I could describe that self. That might be because, do you under, do you understand yeah, what the difference that I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. 
Well, that would, that'll, that'll take me getting somebody <laughs> to split the what because it's welded shut. Like we don't. It's like. But it might. It's. I don't know that it would need to be like. You could maybe try to find a key, and like slowly unlock it because there are events in your life. There are people that have you have connected with or disconnected with mm-hmm. that had created that. It's not. That is not false. And um. so. That is a big thing to tackle. And I think as you go therapy, because both of us are components of that. It's absolutely necessary. <laughs> um, and you start to s- discover different aspects of yourself and reflect on those feelings. Like, you have your safe words. And maybe you have different safe words for different feelings. You'll start identifying more to that core so you don't necessarily always have to put on the WWE outfit or the cape or whatever to escape what is really happening. It's interesting. Um, (laughs) Because escape is a very particular word, right? Mm -hmm. Again, I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. So So I hear you say escape and I know that in certain traumatic circumstances, People do escape inward. They'll turn their brain off, go elsewhere. For me, I don't know if I, I have to say it that way. I don't know that any of my circumstances are that. It could be. The way I've consciously produced it is to be the most productive self in a moment like this, you need to do X. Like that's like it's not necessarily that I'm trying to escape. No, I need to be here. And it's very uncomfortable with whatever. So you're going to wear armor on your right arm because you're going to use it a lot. You're going to like, so whatever the response is, is it's responding to the need to, to achieve a thing. Cause I, yeah, escape, it means you don't want to be there. I don't know that I don't want to be but, anywhere. But do you want to feel those feelings? Uh-huh. Well, you've locked them away. You've just got done. So to- I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I but might- like there's a reason you locked them away and that's the escape that I'm talking about. The, the, that escape. Yeah. Okay. I can't. I'm argue. not saying yeah. like re- completely like remove yourself. It's really being able to connect with those those emotions. It'll be healthy once I actually revisit them with the support of yes. friends that talk around stuff like you, which is great. But my professional therapist, because yes. we need to unpack. Okay, well, what happened when you were X years old? And that's why I think my therapist mentioned that like we haven't talked about my stuff that way often. Because we're dealing with so many more pressing things currently, but that's really where their genesis of a lot of it is. Yeah, because then, and then as you like, like I said, as you get the key and you start to unlock it, and you might go, "Oh, that is why I do this," and I, that's actually a boundary, and I didn't realize that was a boundary, and this is why it was a boundary. Why it's a boundary versus. Me just... It's not... I don't have boundaries. <laughs> like, and then you're like, oh, what about all these? Like, oh, those are actually boundaries? I mean, that alone in the recording of this episode was more... I love my therapist. This was more... That was a more useful unlock because I was not anticipating hearing that. I was ready for, okay, we're going to talk about how Robert literally lets everyone do whatever he, they want. I, But that's my boundary. I let people do what they have to to stay present that's my boundary because some people might be like yeah you're not talking to me like that and that's theirs we're both boundaries that's ridiculous 
Lord have mercy. He was like literally sweating bullets when he was like, I, some, like I was prepared. <laughs> when I pulled the notes out, I was like, I'm not going to remember these quotes. And it's like literally quotes that I had on. See, I mean, you, you wanted me to sweat. <laughs> I wanted you to sweat. Because <laughs> oh, I was man. like, I need to get like the full effect of, and let him, let you think. Anything for content. Man. Whatever's going to happen <laughs> could happen. And there are no limits. Everything is possible. Why? Except when we don't want it to be. And that's the only time it's not. And that's when you need to speak up. And you need to, like, say, this is not okay with me. And I don't, you know, it's okay if it's not okay with you. You're not wrong. Because how else are you, like, supposed to connect with people and, like, supposed to build that trust and have effective communication and... It's funny. You said three things. I was ready to answer. How do you connect with people? You may make what they want. You you read them very thoroughly. You understand them by doing research, and then you deliver what product they need. And then you're like, and connect with them and and understand them and use it. I'm like, okay, well, if you're trying to be like healthy and stuff, then what my answer <laughs> is is not an answer. Don't do what I just suggested. See, and that keeps me <laughs> that, and therein is where therapy has helped because I'm like, oh well. I can be an amazing friend. And it's not that I'm being fake. I'm just being targeted. I see what you value. I share that value. Oh, we're leaning in on that. But what do you want, Robert? I want whatever you want. That's not good. (laughs) Because it's not always true. And then when there's a conflict, now there's a problem instead of having the boundary up front. We're an awesome person. We'd be like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that was an issue. We'll make sure to not bring you around when we're drinking. Right. Right. Um, I think it was funny because you, before we started recording, it was like something happened, somebody came down, there was somebody <laughs> needed to be helped, and you just looked at me and you're like, I'm really cool that you're like, okay with this. I mean, yeah, because I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just that flat, and oh, okay. But in your head, I think you had already put up, like, this is a boundary. This is a boundary. We shouldn't be getting interrupted. And for me, I was like, I understand things are going on currently because there was a situation ahead of time like that we had discussed. And so it wasn't a big deal for me. I So the problem is not that I don't set boundaries. I'm setting infinite boundaries and I don't actually recognize that. And then I end up having a problem. That's when I end up having the most stress, it seems like now that I'm now you're saying it. Well, no, I said a boundary didn't say nothing. It got broken. Now I'm mad. And no one knows what just happened except me. Which is like (laughs) anger. So like that quote that I read to you, it's that anger that that's an actual feeling, like the stress and the anger. And you're going, wait a second. This does not feel good to me. Why does this not feel good? And I just sit there mad because it's uncomfortable. Whatever. Keep working. Oh, Lord. I am a real boy. You are. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and again, we've only known each other as long as we've known each other. Yeah. It gets weird from here. Like, we just, because you see stuff, and you have the language to describe it, and I've lost the ability to not talk about things, honestly, and bluntly. <laughs> so, it's a good segue, a good connecting. I um, mean, I, I think I think this is why I'm able to have this honest conversation, though, sure. about boundaries. Um you know, it can be very uncomfortable. Like, not the uncomfortable you were experiencing. No. Like, 
I knew, again, I knew where your boundary was with the uncomfortableness, where, like, you sweat in bullets with me pulling notes, which are, like, actual just quotes <laughs> that I can read because I can't remember. Um, and other people literally freaking out. Like, I have other friends, like, had they not seen my notes of my quotes, <laughs> they would have had, like, a nervous breakdown. And so I would have shown them and been like, see, it's not a big deal. Like, See, like, that is so weird. Because it's not that I needed you to show me. No. That you had notes, told me things. And now because I have feelings me, about that. But you know me. And if you'd asked me, hey, do you want to see them? I don't know that I would have said yeah. I because think- it seems like you didn't want me to see them. That seemed like what you wanted. You wanted what was happening. So I wasn't going to ask. Because it's not that, like, it's a little uncomfortable, and it's kind of fun. Like, it, it was so, it was cool. Right, because you were like, you would have said, Heidi, like, I just want to see your notes. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's see my notes. <laughs> um, but I also think if I would have asked, you would have been like, no, let's just see what happens. Because that's, that's part of the experience. Yeah. And that's oftentimes, like, why you get what you get on this podcast. <laughs> But I think that's like a beauty in it, in itself. I like the authentic operation of, yeah. of the production that we have here. Yeah, it's good. And so I think like boundaries in itself is like, do we prepare? Do we not prepare? And when you're able to prepare with yourself, like what you're going to walk into, mm-hmm. it kind of like helps with your mindset and understanding that. So yeah, and I'm not going to run too much longer on, but like you're helping me go back through me- mental so I, I call them, fla- they're like flashpoints. I can close my eyes and kind of exactly remember moments. I'm, I operate very well under complete n- non-understanding of the moment I'm walking into. That's a thing that's just, it's a natural talent. I'm grateful Adaptability. In the moment. Like, because people will break down when, you know, I didn't realize, I'm not going to go run into the burning building, I don't think. But like, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> if it's happening and there's a solve and I know I can do it. I'm cool. People have difficulty there. And I kind of just poured that across all of how I thought about boundaries. If I'm good anywhere, it doesn't matter. Don't think about any rule. Like, there are no, nothing. And that's not true. Because I just said I might go into the burning. What, what's, there's some boundary that exists that will prevent it. And then there are some that prevent me from not doing it. Yeah. Which is also a boundary. You, oh, Lord. Yeah. I mean, and I'm just grateful that we're able to have this conversation. I also want to bring up, because boundaries are very important, um, boundaries can be professional, mm-hmm. personal, community, mm-hmm. things like that. Oh, yeah. um, okay. I will say that I, I noticed um, maybe on one of your social media posts, uh-huh. <laughs> recently maybe, Depending um, on the the airing of this, yeah. yeah. Um, about somebody crossing boundaries on if like things are appropriate or not. Fair. Yeah. Someone else's though. Someone else's. Someone boundaries. else's boundaries. You were very much calling out, like, "Can we please not do this yes. to people?" Yes. And so, 
Do you not understand that that was a boundary for yourself? Wait. What part of this what part of this equation am I in? I mean, obviously I posted it. But like, You posted it. But why did you post it? And what did you say? Can we not Can we not do this to people? Yeah. But why did you post it? Because the people have told me and shown me that they do not in fact, appreciate this thing that I'm asking, please do not do. And I'm being very vague, but again, if our listeners are sleuths at all, they'd be able to figure it out because I believe I made that post public. I make some choice posts for dialogue and, and community discussion. So, um, we can say like... How is it my boundary, I guess, is my question. Let's... let's. If somebody doesn't solicit you, uh, solicit a picture from you, don't send the picture. That is, I think, should be a that should be a hard and fast rule. No pun intended at all. Correct. No pun intended. But Lord, <laughs> um, but how is it your boundary? Because you saw something you didn't like. I saw the description of something. Yes, you yeah. saw a description. <laughs> Let's make that clear. You saw a description of something yeah. that you didn't like. Right. That was you were frequently seeing. Enough friends have told me of this occurrence, and I. That this was the trigger for me to just share publicly. Hey, let's not do this to people. I'm not okay with you guys doing this yes. to people. That is a boundary. I guess very technically, it is. How? They're not sending them to me. Yeah, but they, you see And the they might impact, listen, they though. might listen to me though. So I. And you also know what the impact is. Yeah. Okay, no, that is a boundary in that way then, yeah. So, like, I saw it, and I was like, oh, this is hilarious. <laughs> Not the post. It, it, well, yeah. the post well, was kind of funny. But, like, the fact that I was like, Robert has no idea no. that he is setting a boundary, and he doesn't even, it's not even there. <laughs> because it's others-focused on all sides, and I'm just using my voice, which has weight, into the ether of the internet, and it will affect some people. I know, hopefully, knock on wood, more than one will see that and be like, yeah, I'm not going to send it this time. Like, I hope that that happens. I hope so, too. But. And, <laughs> I, you know, but it's it's screaming into the void, unfortunately. But it is a boundary I have. To And it's, like I said, with the burning building thing, I might have a boundary not going in, but I might have a boundary, I didn't think about it that way, of not being able to, I have to go in. This or was one of those. Being, like, my boundary yeah. is I can't see. And not do anything anymore. When you put that in the... Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I have boundaries. And, I consciously and consistently have boundaries there. I am not without boundaries. I just... Their directionality was different than I thought. That's weird. You're, you're pleased with yourself. I am. <laughs> <laughs> And the whole reason I want to, like, let our listeners know, the whole reason why the whole topic of boundaries came up is that I was frequently hearing stories, maybe similar to the one that Robert posted about, or work stories. Boundaries kept coming up in conversations with me that I was, like, having to talk people through and them understanding, like, that's actually a boundary. That's actually something that doesn't feel good for them. And it's okay, like them to be like this is just not for me and like be able to talk about it 
openly talk about boundaries because oftentimes I don't think it is and people are very worried what others are going to think about them. And like just being able to say no is okay. No is a no is a complete sentence. I think I said that. And I guess technically that's a boundary to what is going on. You're kind of ruining my my worldview of self because <laughs> that's part of my identity. Oh, that guy, it doesn't matter. He'll do everything. That's not exactly true. And the fact that I'll do anything is in fact a boundary in itself, which is ridiculous. It's ridiculous that I didn't see it that way before, I guess, is my point. It's not ridiculous. So, like... Well, I mean, okay, what other uh, world... Let, let's see, I guess you can't solve every mental, mental um, Rubik's Cube in, in, in one episode, but, like... Okay, so another trick um, people can kind of think of when they're, like, trying to... F- do like a fast breakdown of like boundary situation is I feel and then fill in the emotion that you're feeling um, when you and then fill in the action of it. And then um, if you keep doing that, what's going to happen? Like what change is going to happen? What consequence will happen? And when you fill those in on a just like a conscious you know, unconscious, conscious conversation with yourself or with somebody else, it just like helps break down that understanding of that boundary. So like, I feel really angry when um, you throw the remote control. And if you continue to throw that remote control, I'm going to take it from you or I'm going to leave. I can see that being a useful exercise or just say no and just walk away (laughs) which is always an option i do love so like if people know me personally i'm really really good at saying no dear listeners i can absolutely confirm that um and it's not just that you and you are good at saying no i'm not going to say that you always have what i sense is this like there's a particular texture (laughs) to the enjoyment because it's not just the no, it's the reaction to someone who is not used to receiving no's at all, let alone that flatly. Like, there are layers to... But again, it's if if we were in an even world, the point would be no is fine, and there would be none of those responses. Yes. So you wouldn't be able to take joy in a perfectly reasonable response to a question, because questions can either be yes or no, always. Yeah. And I will say that it wasn't always easy to to be able to say no like I really had to work on myself I had to get in tune with who I am I had to understand my feelings situations um emotions and how the emotions triggered actions um and then changing that mindset and then now it's like really really easy like if it makes me feel uncomfortable the answer is no it's simple. I cuz I have to respect, I have to have enough courage for myself and love for myself to show up and say this is not okay for me. The only way that's come up for me, um no isn't really a problem anymore. I will say the learned focus of others and goal being the center point as to why I can say no still probably need to get some of the courage for self and do it because you want to and that's enough. It's not where I'm at, but I am 
in a sort of toddler state relative to it. So I might be a little stumbly and I might squeeze your hand a little too hard or whatever. But no isn't, I can't say it's hard because I know the reason I'm saying no. Before, no can't be an answer. It can't because the person asking needs to stay. Say no, people leave. No, no. Now I create, that's an unhealthy boundary I was creating for myself. I now understand if they stay and it harms me, there really isn't a value to them either. They wouldn't want that if they knew it. So benefits nobody to be dishonest and not share. What about, like that is so ridiculous. Like it makes so much sense now that we've talked through that because that's just not how I view boundaries. It's not at all how I saw it. Yeah, so don't go get yourself a bad haircut. Never again. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that that, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that barbershop closed. I was always worried going by it. I'm like, they're going to remember. They're going to remember and want, my, want their money. No, you're not catching me. I'm not as fast as I used to be, and I'm still quick. Um, but no, that's that's a heck of a conversation, Heidi. Why? I was going to ask why you do this to me. But you did it because it's a really interesting conversation. And I bet, listeners, if you have any, if what we said sparked anything, please throw it in the comments. Uh, go on the socials uh, when episode four drops. Um by the time you hear this, I'm sure you'll see other episodes and there's a lot of lead and all of this stuff kind of bleeds together. Your your brand that you've been building, covering subjects that are very human makes doing business a lot easier. That tether is just so interesting to me. As I see you talk, it's like, oh, well, I guess I don't have to be an absolute robot and I can still succeed at stuff. Well, yeah, because we are literally humans and like we have emotions and we can change our behaviors based off of the indicators, which are our emotions. And like our mindset can change. We can grow as individuals, as nonprofits, as businesses, as groups, as teams, as community. When we can really understand ourselves and each other and, and come together don't disagree. And I guess more open conversations like this will help. I sure um, hope so. Because I don't necessarily think that there are a lot of open conversations that are like this. I mean, you have your basic training where you go and you sit and they dictate to you. What they're not having is like, tell me about the black barbershop. Like, I really want to know, you know, like those honest conversations, because people are so afraid to have the honest conversation that it might come across as them being whatever fill in the blank any of the things yeah um when in reality we're just maybe trying to figure out ourselves and trying to figure out our community and other people but in in the process we're also having to put up boundaries so that um we can feel safe to explore those areas yep yeah definitely more pleased and drier than I expected to be after this (laughs) conversation. Um, Really looking forward to hearing the feedback from everybody about it. But yeah, this has been a really amazing conversation, Heidi. This episode probably has been, each has been better than the last. I'm really excited to continue seeing where the heck we go from here. Um, I would say don't surprise me with notes, but then now I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, probably and, won't get a lot of notes. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah, see, just keep me on my phone. 
Anything else you wanted to tell the tell the folk? No, I just want to say thank you so much, everyone, for listening um, and subscribing. I hope you guys are enjoying it as much as we're enjoying it. Um, every time we have podcast day, I am always pumped. I think people around here are starting to get pumped too about podcast day besides <laughs> us. Yeah, it's, yeah. Which is super exciting. Um, so we want to hear from you if you want to maybe sit on our couch um, and discuss a topic that maybe you feel is not being discussed. Maybe you want to talk about your business. Maybe you want to talk about something personal. Our community, we're always open. And um, thank you, Robert. Well, you're always welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that'll wrap. And we will see or hear you soon, I'm sure. Yeah, set so your boundaries. A, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess I've been doing nothing but setting boundaries. Jesus. That's crazy. So that's a cool ending. Thank you. <laughs> it wasn't literally chess balls. It's literally chess balls. <laughs>